a lot of people are afraid to succeed. They're afraid that, obviously you're afraid to fail, but people are also afraid like, what if this actually does work out? Can I handle the pressure of succeeding? So that's a big thing is, that's true. It's crazy. People, people self-sabotage all the time because they're afraid of what if this does work out? What if it like, I go as far as I hope to go? Can I handle that? Am I capable of holding the weight of that much pressure, that much success or whatever field you're in? Can I handle that being like reaching that goal? Hey mate, I'm Coach Mitch and welcome to the Unbreakable Man podcast. It's my goal to help you achieve excellent results in the area of your health and physical fitness, your career or business, your relationships, and in your own personal passions. This is gonna be your one-stop shop if you are the kind of man who wants to achieve his fullest potential in life. And the only way to do that is by becoming unbreakable. All right, guys, welcome to the Unbreakable Man podcast. Today, I am fortunate enough to be sitting down with Adam Green from the Brotherhood down in Burley on the Gold Coast. How are you today, Adam? Very well, thanks. And yourself? Here, brother? Yeah, very well, man. Very, very well, well. here. Awesome, man. So, um, obviously, we're going to talk about the Brotherhood, and that is like your your pet project, your your passion project in your life. Uh, we'll get to that. But the first thing I want to do is just to introduce you to my audience and uh, to you know see what kind of a guy you are. My first question for you, man, is what is something that you do just for the fun of it? Always the first thing that comes to mind is the right one. I love to jump off cliffs into water. Go to waterfalls, walk around there, find a cliff and jump into the water. Okay, cool. Yeah. What's your favorite cliff you've ever jumped off then? There's one out in like the lower portals of Mount Barney. It was pretty recently. I only just started recently building up enough confidence because I was always so, uh, I thought too much about it. Like I'd get in, like I'll test the waters, make sure it's clear. I don't want to slip off the edge. But recently, I don't know, something's blocked, something's changed to me. It's like, it's unblocked. So I'm just trying to find higher and higher ones. And this one was the highest I've done. It was probably maybe, I'm going to say 10 meters, but maybe it wasn't that high. Maybe okay. eight meters or so. Just ran and sent it off the edge. It hurt when I hit the water. I knew it was pretty high. And it was just like that feeling of falling and that thrill of just like coming off the edge. It was wicked. Yeah. It. And it was nice. beautiful flights too. Man, you are going to have to show me where that is because I run the Unbreakable Man retreats at Mount Barney. Yeah. And we do a lot of cool kind of crazy stuff with the guys. Yep. But a lot of it is about overcoming fear and overcoming, you know, some of that self-doubt around, around what you can do. Yeah. Um, so that would be pretty sweet. Is there... Is that the only one there? Or is it like kind of, are there levels to it? I know there's a fair few and I'll link you up with Sam. He's our guide for that area and he knows like the back of his hand. So I'll link up with him and he can take on the best hikes you've ever seen. So cool. That'd be sick. That'll be good. That'd be really good. My favorite, wouldn't know, I wouldn't say my favorite cliff dive, but the biggest one we did was down at Yamba. Have you ever cliffed over in Yamba? I've heard someone was telling me, I think yesterday about one in Yamba. Is it? There's a big quarry there. Yep. So it's like, you don't even have to think about checking the water, which is yep. great. You know it's deep enough at like yep. 40 meters deep or something yep. like that. Um, but the tallest one we did was like 13 meters. Yeah, and it was pretty sketch. We had we had a little bit of courage juice in us at the time. Yeah. We may or may not have been the smartest thing to do, yeah. but it definitely helped. Yep. And, you know, I was absolutely shitting myself because I'm not, like heights has been something that I've had to teach myself to be good at, Yeah, yep. you know? And my whole reason for doing that is because I don't want to not do stuff purely out of fear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, understandable if, if it's dangerous. Like, I, I really could quite easily kill myself doing something that's different. Yeah. But if it's only, if it's just my own mentality that's stopping me, then I don't want that to be the case in my life ever if I can help it. Yeah, yeah. That's like the exact same for me with the cliff jumping. I, um, I saw everyone else doing it. I'm like, okay, they're not dying. They're not going to die. And if you hurt yourself, there's heaps of people here to help you. And, like, the first little block was cleared then i was like okay someone else has done it i remember going up to the big one when i was first trying to get over that fear because i knew i wasn't doing it purely because of fear i know like my heart would get up get all tight so i remember going up and then just doing it over and over again until it was like there was nothing and now whenever i go for a big jump i just think okay someone's done this before what's the worst that could happen i might potentially maybe hit the bottom and hurt myself a little bit but people done it so many times it's barely happened so mm. what's, what's stopping you Absolutely. It was completely out of like learning how to not be scared of it. So exact same reasoning, which is yeah. cool. It's been fun. And, you know, the like you mentioned before, like the thrill of getting over the fear mm. is, for me, even more valuable than the thrill of the activity. Yeah. You know, because you go, oh, I just did that. Yeah. Even though I was like 
shaking at the top of the, the yeah. cliff. Yeah. I think there is another part of me, like I know it and I feed into it a bit. Like I know it's the ego saying like, if I just rock up to this huge cliff with all my mates and I just know if they get up and jump off, they're like, oh, that was cool. But then that is going to give them the the calmness to do the same thing. Like, because when I first did it, I was like, we were shaky and nervous. The people with me were like, oh, we don't want to try that. But now if I take someone there and I just climb up without any hesitation and jump off, they're like, oh, that was fine. He did it. I can do it. So it's kind of like trying to show, oh yeah, this is easy. And then at the same time, lead people to the same kind of like nonchalant attitude about it. So mm-hmm. it's fun. It's um so far so good. Nothing bad's happened, but I'll keep pushing the boundaries. Yeah. And hopefully nothing bad happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's like, the only thing you can do is just wrap yourself in cotton wool and and that's how you live your life. Yeah, exactly. So you you got to be willing to take those risks, calculated ones, obviously. Yeah. But you got to live, man. Yeah. That's kind of the... When I first started doing it, I look after this 10-year-old. For the last two years, we do adventure therapy, where I put in air quotations because I think it's just kind of a term we just use. Mm-hmm. But um, we go out on hikes and we do... Like, we swim in waterfalls, we go surfing. And when he was... When I first started working with him, he was eight just scared of everything, just live with his nan, so no kind of male role models to go out and do adventurous things. So we would go out, cliffs like from here to the ground, like a meter, a meter off, it's not a cliff, it's a ledge. He would be too scared to jump in, I'd just sit there for 10 minutes trying to like motivate him to jump in. Now he's doing the same ones as me, like the really high ones, with no fear. And it's not like a, nothing's changed. He got a little older, a little taller, but it's just the, the mindset of, oh, I've done this so many times, like I have the confidence now, it's just building confidence. So to ensure he had the confidence i had to pretend to have the confidence to start doing it to get him to do the same thing so that's how i kind of tricked myself into doing them yeah and very fun and i don't know he learned i learned so i was really stoked about that yeah that's great man that's really cool so um next question for you then man what is either your favorite or most influential book that you've read all right most influential I think my first self-development book really changed a lot about me. It was How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm. It was an absolute game changer at the time because I was just trying to figure out who I was. I was trying to, it was the first time I had started to think, okay, I'm in the real world. My uh, inadequacies are leading to, uh, you know, bad things. I'm like, not if I, I wasn't working well at a job, I was not getting shifts. If I wasn't getting shifts, I wasn't getting paid, which means I couldn't eat and pay rent which in turn means I'd die. Like in my mind, I'd die if I didn't get better at this job. So I Googled, it was like a retail job. It was pretty cutthroat for like a retail job. I just Googled ways to get better at um, selling and that book came up. I read it cover to cover, like obsessed with it. I started implementing the things the book taught and then I got really good at that job and became like their top salesman. Became like, that was the first time I had really sat down with intent to get really good at something got really good at it and got the reward. Uh, Things like, you know, sports in school and footy and stuff was the same deal, but never with that much focus and intent. I think I was 19 or 20 at the time and I was a bit more mature to understand like my actions have reactions. My inadequacies can't be kept like kept like unchecked. So I got into the book, read it cover to cover, implemented it. It was so simple because it was just an instructional guide on how to be better at building rapport. And from there, I built rapport and built trust with people and all of a sudden like everything became easy my people skills were just through the roof and yeah that was just changed everything from there it was just onwards and upwards nice so yeah man best book for sure yeah that's the second time that book has been mentioned on this podcast oh it's killer if you haven't read it get into it read it through take notes find the ones that really you really resonate with and then try and implement them in life and yeah like i can't remember all of it now but i feel like if i read it they're just a habit that's ingrained in me now so mm. it was good Nice. Uh, yeah. So to the man watching this, if you're going to read a book, that one's been mentioned a few times, it's clearly a good one. And and I would definitely agree with that as well. You read it? Yeah, man. Yeah. And, um, you know, one thing that I really wish was taught in schools was just a class called communication skills. Oh, am I allowed to swear? Sorry. Yeah, you can Fuck swear. Fucking oh, That's such, a, such an important thing, I think, that we've never been taught. And I was talking with this like two days ago about some, to some guys in school they're doing like engineering courses and stuff and i go to this guy and he's an engineer and i'm like what's the what's the biggest thing like in your engineering course that you're that you guys do he's like oh the best engineers are just good with people like they just need to communicate well to the client to their team the people who they could be really good engineers but can't communicate they don't get the jobs yeah 
So crazy how it's not taught in school. Absolutely, man. It's a skill you need every single day of your life. And it's important across every single field because guess what? Your life involves other people. Yep. You know, and, and, and your ability to, like you said, build rapport with those people, create connections and relationships. Yep. That's going to be the determining factor in your success, I think, no matter what you do. Oh, yeah. You know, so like if, if there was one, if there was one skill that I would say, make sure you master it's how to communicate with other people, how to get them on your team, how to make sure that, you know, you are talking to them in the way that they want to be spoken to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, when I'm having a conversation with someone, I'm always thinking, what does this person want? Yeah, What's important yeah. to them? Yeah. You know, cause you can, most people are great at telling other people what they want, Yeah. but not very good at asking what, what do you need right now? Yeah. You know, because then, you know, if you want to influence someone, right, then all they care about when it really comes down to it is themselves and what they want in their life. Yeah. So if you help someone get what they want, then guess what? You know, they're going to want to do the same thing back for you. It's a, I think it's a human thing where we're naturally wired to want to give back to those who have, who have done that for us. Yeah. You know, that's totally fair. Like to think of yourself first in all situations, because without you being able to, if without you getting what you want, how can you kind of give to the world? I think people don't realize when they're, when they're asking for things from other people, just think about why it's going to benefit that person. Like if you think what outcome do you want, how is it going to be good for them? Like it just becomes so much easier. If you can understand how they're going to be like, oh, doing this for, for them is going to give me what, if it gives them nothing ever, then they're probably not going to do it. But if you word it in a way that benefits both of you, or at least like comes across in a way, not manipulating, but they can see the side of that's going to benefit them, then that's way easier to get what you want. So. I think the 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 difference between influencing someone and manipulating someone is your intention. Yeah. Right? You know, if if you actually have like I really do want the best for this person. Yeah. And and you are genuine in your actions, then I think you're doing the right thing. You're yeah. helping someone make that move, right? Yeah. And you know, obviously the the thing the the crap thing is that some people with great communication skills are not good people. Yeah. You know, and, and that's where that manipulation factor can come into play. Yeah. Um, but if your intention is to is to create a better life for yourself and that other person at the same time, then your your ability to understand what they want and 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 use that information to help you both get where you want to get to. Yeah. That's the best outcome. Yeah. You know, don't out of love. Absolutely. Pretty that's right. the main driver. Like there's, I think that's like one of the biggest drivers for everything. And I was talking to a friend, she's reading Where the Superior Man because awesome. her and her, um, her partner split up recently and there was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of things in their relationship they need to both work on themselves. And she's like, what books can I read? I'm like, read this. It's going to help you understand his side and then help you understand like from your side as well. And she's talking about the part where um, it's like ravaging the woman and there's a way of doing it that's not with love and with love and when it's with love both parties win so yeah that's like the main thing if you're doing something out of love for everyone and yourself you're always going to win pretty much which is cool 100 percent. i like that yeah nice one man so uh last question just the get to know your question what's your favorite sport i'll be honest i've never really been a big sports watcher mm-hmm. uh, doesn't have to watch might be playing playing yeah um i used to play afl footy back in melbourne when i was younger i loved playing that i do love playing most sports really any sport anything that's active like i just i haven't committed to one like i play this as, a, as with a club but anything i'll play because i'm pretty competitive and i just enjoy the process currently though my favorite sport it's kind of a sport but endurance like ultra running mm. i've gotten really into running in the last maybe eight to ten months was never really uh, a big like running fiend and i was like i'm not a runner i'm not a runner i always said that I knew if I practiced, I could probably get good at it. But I started doing like endurance runs last year, and all of a sudden, I'm obsessed. I just can't stop thinking about it all the time. So, cool. That's been pretty big for me. It's cool. running in the last eight months or so. Nice. Yeah. What's What's been a standout moment for you in that? Um, well, I completed a hundred kilometer ultra in December in Mount Kosciuszko. Damn. Uh, it was snowing. It was just wild. It was like literally scenes from movies i was climbing up this mountain running through snow my leg hairs were frozen the, the snow like gathering on my arms my eyelashes and then we got out of there into like this beautiful valley it looked like lord of the rings i'm like a big fan of lord of the rings so it was just i don't know it took 16 hours and 54 minutes and 
in that period of time, which isn't really that long in the grand scheme of things, it felt like I lived seven different lives. Like the whole journey of it was crazy. I um I don't know, I was by myself for most of it, like pretty much all of it. Maybe the first two hours I was with a mate and then we separated. But that run, you just go somewhere else and like you just deal with different things in your head and you go through all your life and you think about all these different things whilst running through the mountains. And that was like, I think I've thought about that race every single day for the last, since December, since I did it. Mm-hmm. So I'm signing up for another one and doing more of them because I was sick. No, it's really insane. What was something that you really took home from that? You can literally do anything you want, like anything you want, anything you desire, you can do. Um, the body is a vessel, obviously, you need to take care of it, but the mind is what runs it. So as long as you have the mentality, you can you can do it. I had so many people, because I didn't train much for that. I was excited about it, but I didn't prioritize training. Um, I didn't consider myself a runner, and I had so many mates who were, and they had a lot of doubts, and I had a lot of people just saying like, oh, you're not going to finish. And I didn't go in like, I'm going to prove them wrong. I just thought, I'm going to prove myself right. I know I can finish this. And it was one of those things where like everything felt like it was broken, but I could just keep going and going and going. And you hear about that, plus those stories from like, you know, crazy stories like people crawling for miles and miles to find help, people with two broken legs, people cutting their arm off. You realize that the body is a vessel that you can utilize, but the mind is what controls it. So... Like if you just strengthen that, you can do anything. Absolutely, that was a big takeaway for me. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. One of the key things I was, I was trying to teach the guys that I, I was speaking to in the seminar that I did last night, was about being honest with yourself about why you're not doing something. Yeah, like just being honest. You don't have to do it, but at least be honest with yourself about why yeah. you're not doing it. Yeah, you know. Um, you know, because, you, you, you know, I can't learn to play the violin. Here's a video of someone with one arm playing the violin. Okay. You could learn. Yeah. You just, for whatever reason, you're not, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, whatever it is that you want to do that you're not currently doing, my only request for anyone listening to this is that you are just honest with yourself about why you're not doing it. Yeah. Right? I'm afraid. Yeah. I'm afraid to fail. Yep. I'm afraid of what other people might think of me if I try and fail or if I even start doing this. Yeah. You know? And at least if you just say that, you don't have to take any action. But if, if that's the truth, at least if you say that, then you know what you really need to change to get where you want to get to. Yeah. Right? Because it's not that you don't have time. It's not that you don't have money. It's not that you can't make this thing happen somehow. Yeah. But oftentimes it's... I'm afraid to try because I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and at least if you're honest about it, then when you're ready, you know that it's on you. Yeah. And that the change is there for for you to make yeah. when you're ready. 
to try and beat a score like if i might fail and not beat it how like I'm, i don't want that feeling and i'm like what do you mean you don't want that feeling what if you do push and you get the feeling of beating it and he's like yeah but i don't want the feeling of pushing and not getting it like i don't like it that doesn't motivate me i'm like i think you're lying i think it motivates you to try and beat that but you're just scared of not beating it but what like what if you fail but what if you don't kind of thing and he got such a good score the next one and then the next one then he got a better score and the big thing was he's always told himself because he for a few years hasn't pushed himself to that limit because he doesn't want to he doesn't want to let himself down but he never thought about what if i what if i don't fail what if i do succeed and then what so a lot of people kind of and that kind of is going different to what i just said then but what i'm saying is a lot of people would never really push to that point because of that fear of failing but they never think about all right what if what if i'm doomed to succeed what if i do win what if i do succeed so i think flipping the script and just thinking like constant positive like i'm going to try real hard and the worst case scenario i might win kind of thing like absolutely it's a it's a mindset it's all all mindset everything's mindset but i'm just saying if you push yourself and you're constantly thinking about what if i fail you're going to manifest failure but if you push yourself thinking what if i win fair chance you're going to win it's all just in the head yeah i think i think that's called imposter syndrome as well when you you think okay well that next level i'm not actually in that next level yeah so if i if i take on the the optics of that next level like i start to look like i'm in that level yeah and, and people start to connect me with that kind of a person you know, am I going to live up to that? Yeah. And I think the truth of the matter is that every time you go up a level, you're going to have that feeling. Yeah. It's part of the experience. Yeah. You know, and and I suppose how personally I get through that is I just go, well, it doesn't matter if in this moment right now where I'm feeling a bit of that anxiety, I kind of stuff things up and look like a bit of a dickhead. Yeah. Because I know that if I just keep doing these things and keep having these kind of moments i'll get it right and i will i will fulfill the expectation of this level yeah you know like i ran my seminar yesterday and it's the second one i've done and i'm not certainly not a born public speaker by any stretch but from being okay with looking like an idiot you get to the point where you no longer look like an idiot yeah and also when i think about it in that way it kind of releases all the pressure from me because then I don't care about looking like an idiot. I go, it might happen. You know, I might say something wrong. Um, but all I know is that even if this doesn't work out, I'm just going to continue to go because this is what I want to do. Yeah. Right? And I, I don't really care how long it takes me or how I get there or if I stuff things up along the way. I know that if I continue to show up in this area, that I'm going to build the skill that I need to be the man that I want to be. 100%. Consistency. And like, you're right, the fear of not looking like an idiot will get you way further because all those guys that are too afraid to ask the question will never know. But if you ask the question, and like, I always use this example and you might like this because you like jits. I, when I was doing BJJ, I, if I didn't know something, I would quickly ask, I, I just couldn't figure it out. I'd quickly ask for help. And there was this um, brown belt who was super friendly and super um, open to giving as much information as he loved teaching. So I'd always pull him aside after and like, hey man, I couldn't get that. Can you show me? And then he, once he'd get into his flow, he'd show me and then show me a bunch of other stuff. So after the sessions, I'll just learn all these cool things that if you weren't, if I was too, you know, proud to ask for help or I was a bit too like scared to ask for help, I wouldn't learn that first one, but then I wouldn't learn all these other cool things. So I was progressing a lot quicker because after every class I'd say, Hey, I didn't get that. Can you kind of show me? And he would just start and just un like unload all these little tips and tricks and techniques to me. So I was learning all that stuff way quicker than the guys that were just like oh yeah like i didn't learn it i'll just try and try it again next time and i won't ask for help i'll just try and watch other people do it so every time i'd open my mouth like hey i do need help he would give me a bit more than i asked for and then i learned a lot quicker so that was yeah. really fun and the details are so important with jit as well yeah you know like yeah. five millimeters yep in where you position your grip makes the biggest difference i was always like messing up like moving my hips and like i've got such locked up tight hips he's always just like you need to stretch more but he'd show me like ways that like I could get around that problem and things were just progressing way faster because like I just wasn't afraid to ask for help. I wasn't afraid to look like a like I didn't know for the first time because if you ask a question once, it's fine. If you're constantly asking it, then it's a problem. But sure, ask it once and remember what they say and you'll be sweet. Mm. Yeah, nice. Awesome, man. So um, obviously, you know, at this point, 
everyone who's listening to this recognizes you're a coach, you coach men. So talk to me about um, how you started uh, the brotherhood is obviously what you're doing right now. Where did where did that come from for you? It's good. It's a good story. We just turned two the other day, third of the third, um, twenty twenty three. His brother's second birthday. The way it started, well, originally it was these two guys, Guy and Cato, in a park doing boot camps with like two, three guys. Um, they had just started it. I was working in this office job that I absolutely. Uh, did not like I tried it from my old retail job I was in sales I tried to go into house and land package sales this smooth talking guy came into the shop once and said hey do you want a job I was capped where I was I'd hit the hit the ceiling for my retail job there wasn't much more I could progress into that I wanted to so I said yeah I'll work with you I hated it like a month in but I told myself I'd do it for a year just to make sure I hated it a month in I was like this sucks but I'll do it for a year and I was working that job um one of my mates, we were both feeling the same thing. We we're both feeling quite uh, lost. We didn't have a purpose, or like we knew this job we were working for was not um, our purpose. We felt really out of place. He, like, he went on to become a breathwork uh, facilitator. I went on to become a coach. We were working in this office for this tyrant of a boss doing really dodgy deals. Um, and he just said, Hey, like, there's these guys I saw at the park working out. Um, you should check them out. They're right up your alley. Cause I was still into training. I was still into, uh, you know, alternative holistic living, but I was just going downhill working in this office, stress out our mind all the time. So I went and checked them out and they had an event on their very first event. They'd only been going for like a few months, maybe a few weeks, even in the park. They're going to run an event. I said, Hey, I'm in, let's go. Went out to the mountains. You could tell it was their first time, but for what they did, it was a really cool event. And I just straight away, I'm like, this is, this is, these are my people. I need to be around this. I miss the camaraderie of like when I was in the army when I was younger or the footy club when I was younger. I miss having like the guys around where we're just constantly struggling together, you know, shared suffering, we're building bonds. Uh, and working in an office just like, like my body was just atrophying, decaying away sitting in this office. I saw them, I'm like, I need this in my life again. So I did that event, it flipped a switch to me saying like, what am I doing? You need to take ownership of everything. You're not doing anything that you want to be doing. So. I found out like when the 12 months was up for that job was pretty soon. I went and found a new job on like in my lunch break, found a new job down the road doing like adventure therapy and uh, support work with this ex-army guy. Perfect for you, mate. That was amazing. That was so good. I had a partner at the time who we love each other. We look after each other. We cared for each other, but we weren't meant for each other. We weren't living um, the same morals and values. We weren't looking for the same things. I finally grew the balls to think about that thought because I, I never even entertained that thought of like breaking up but I still didn't have the goyonas to like really cut it but she could see what was going on she kind of brought the conversation up and then we said alright yep let's call it how it is like this isn't working so I'm glad she did that because I, I don't know I wouldn't I wouldn't have built the courage up for at least a few more months maybe but that was I literally had the exact same well not exact same experience but I know exactly what you mean good person just not compatible yeah didn't yeah. want the same things in life yeah. and you can see that if you committed further you were only going to end up being one of these guys stuck in a relationship he wasn't happy with perhaps even with kids then and then yeah. it's way harder to kind of untangle this stuff yeah. and start being the guy you want to be yeah right uh, it took me nine months to break off it's with, tricky with yeah. my well i spent five years with her as yeah. well and and again beautiful person yeah. shouldn't do anything wrong and that's the hard thing right yeah if someone really screws you over it's it's pretty, pretty easy. It's pretty easy to say, okay, yeah, we'll pack your bags. Yeah. But when someone's, you know, a really great person but just not right for you. Yeah. And you've spent that much time together and had that much experience. It, yeah. It's it's difficult, man. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, I was four four years in. I met her when I was twenty one. She was thirty one, so it was a bit of a gap. So she mm -hmm. was on a different time frame for sure. Um, it was just, it was just we just knew deep down it wasn't working, wasn't working how it should be. I was, I was trying to plan in my head how to make it work. And I was like, nah, that just wouldn't be right with me. But we, so after that event, quit the job, found a new job, had the hard conversations with her, started to take full ownership of my life because I was just becoming something I just really did not like. Took full ownership, was training with the boys. Like within a week of training with them, I said, hey, I've got a really nice home gym. You guys don't train on Tuesdays or Thursdays. You don't lift any weights in your program. Can I bring in a weightlifting portion to this coaching? And they said, for sure, let's do it. So I started training Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, training the boys there. And then I took over some more classes. And then 
naturally constantly um, running those sessions stepped up to like a high leadership position one of the other boys said this isn't really for me i don't want to commit to this he pulled out so then it was just guy and myself and from there we just we were like the same person we like not we have different qualities but very very similar so we just gelled and we just started like consistently showing up and it's been two years now we've got our own gym space we've got um 20 something sessions we run a week we've got events we've got you know 70 odd members plus like 100 something in our community but backtracking it what we started running that i was doing the support work on the side he was working on a bar on the side which is so hard because he was up late up early he was he's just a machine he just hustles like no tomorrow so he's great but we we're both not fully committing to this thing so he quit that i was still doing the support work it was uh, not many hours which was good to put a lot into that but then the mandates hit for COVID and I didn't align with those mandates. So I just stopped doing my work there. December 16th, I was still kind of like with my partner at the time. We were still kind of like not together, but at that stage where you're like, we're still sometimes seeing each other. That date, we fully cut it off. Plus lost my job. It was just like, all right, this is all me. This is all, all in. I'm going to become a full-time coach. I'm going to make it work. I had no money coming in, uh, but I had... I looked up to this guy, Corey Bowell. You might've heard of him. Yeah. Amazing coach. I said, Hey, I'm in some, I'm in a position here where I'm ready to take full aggressive action towards my goals. I want to sign up to your program. I want to learn your program. And then I want you to teach me how you run it so I can do the same thing. And I was like, that's a pretty ballsy thing because he might be like, oh, I don't want any competition. No, but he's like, if you buy my program afterwards, I'll show you exactly how I made it. And I'll show you all the back ends." Yeah, that's so, how you know he's a good coach. He's the best. He's so good. So I bought it with no. I had no money like coming in at all. Somehow, like a cracker, I just figured out how to make money to get it, <laughs> to pay rent, <laughs> to buy food, and to pay for that course. That was all I needed to do. Yeah. So um, that's it, man. And and I think that you said the word earlier, but you knew what you wanted. Yeah. Right. You felt like it was the right thing to you, and 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 the word is purpose. Yeah. You know, and did you? When when this all kind of started and, and things were beginning to change, were you aware of the fact that you were looking for a purpose? Did you actually think with that word in mind? Or was this something that's kind of been added to the vocabulary over time? Once I started working with Corey, because he was big on finding purpose, that's when I got very, 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 very clear on what I wanted. But building up to that, I knew what I enjoyed. I knew what I was good at. And I knew what role that kind of looked like. I knew I wanted to coach people help people, motivate people. I knew I wanted to coach myself and just be a lead from the front kind of guy, but I didn't have purpose in mind. I just did the things that felt right in my gut. Over that period of starting this um, self-development kind of thing, I started to really listen to my gut a lot more, like my intuition, and that led me down every single right path. Getting Doing that over and over again, my intuition and my, my head to brain, head to gut kind of connection got a lot stronger. So whenever things felt right, I'd just go all in. And Corey worked with me to develop a purpose, which I have now refined to a purpose statement, which is to lead men to their highest selves by embodying my core values. Pretty much, it's a fancy way of saying lead by example. So that was my purpose. I found my tribe. I'm going all in. Things just started to work because I was putting everything I could in the right direction. The universe was just saying, yep, let's find that. Let's back that. Let's push that. So everything just started to work. And from there, like it's just been a an onwards journey it's just consistency and it's been good yeah it's been really absolutely and, and you know it feels fantastic exactly it's not easy yeah but it feels yeah. awesome here yeah. and, and doing the hard work even feels good you know and yeah. so guys watching this um because you know i really think that a lot of people not just men but people in general have been done a disservice by never by never being encouraged yeah. to figure out what their purpose is yeah you know and and for some guys watching this right now, you might not even really know what we're talking about when we say purpose. So in your opinion, Adam, what is purpose? How would you define it? That's a good question. I I really think there's a lot of times before I started to understand, before I started to really work with men and their purpose, I just always say, what do you think about all the time? Because I knew I wanted to be in First, I knew I wanted to be in like the coaching and the fitness industry because all I could think about was coaching in the fitness industry. So 
a big thing was like, what do you think about all the time? What's on your mind all the time? Like people have hobbies or they have passions, then they go work a job that has nothing to do with it. Like, what do you think about in your past time? What do you walk through the park thinking about? What's always on your mind? Because that's generally pretty much linked to what your purpose at the time would be. And they're never set in stone. They're never cement. Like my purpose will change progressively as I change. Pardon me. But purpose to me is the thing that you want to spend all your time doing regardless of pay, regardless of how you feel, regardless of everything around you. What do you want to spend all your effort and time on to build something that's bigger than yourself? I feel like that's purpose to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when it comes to like like the money thing, for example, because you know everyone's got to live. And I think that you know, if all people had to do was focus on figuring out what they, what, why they were born, like what they were here to do, then we probably have a lot more purposeful people in life. Yeah. However, you know, bills need to be paid, and we need to kind of keep our whole life running, and and you know, we need to keep it, keep the upkeep going there. Yep. And so, not I. One thing that I've I've spoken about with dudes who have asked me that question is that not. Your purpose may not necessarily be something that can be monetized. Yeah. And that's okay. And even in the big, and maybe you'll find a way to monetize it moving forwards. Yeah. But don't go, my purpose has to be my work. Just yeah. just step back a second and go, well, what do I actually love? Yeah. What do I love to do? And then when it comes to, okay, if it is something that you could monetize, I don't really like to think of it as what would you, what would you do for nothing yeah. because we do need to get paid somehow, yeah. right? Yeah. The way I like to think of it is if you won the lottery tomorrow, what would you continue to do? Yeah, yeah. Right? Because most people, you know, I got, let's say you go through the eight years of university you got to do to become a doctor. Yeah. Right? Did you really want to be a doctor or did you want the status and, and pay that comes with that? Yeah. There's nothing wrong if you did want that. That's totally fine. But that was your vehicle to get that. Yeah. You know, so if you won 100 mil in the lotto next the next day, would you would you quit your job? Yeah. If the answer is yes, then that's not your purpose. Yeah, yeah. Right? Whereas if I won 100 million tomorrow, I'd just be doing what I'm already doing, but on a much grander scale. Yeah. It, nothing would change. I'd still be showing up to the gym the next day, training the boys, and and but it'd probably be my gym, and, yeah. and it'd look amazing, you know? So... So I think the my way of looking at it is, what would you, if you had all the money in the world, what would you continue to do? That's so, so crazy that you said that because I've never thought about voicing this, but I always think about winning the lottery. I always like, I don't know why, I never buy tickets, I don't play the lottery, but I always think about winning the lottery and continuing the work I do. And then I think about the other things I do and that subconsciously makes me do more of those things. It's so weird that you said that because I always think about all right, I'd set up this music studio for me and my mates because my best mate's a musician. He's really good. I play the drums and I want to play more of that. And I would build our gym bigger. So all the things that I think about if I won the lottery are things that I'm slowly, like I've never put these dots together until you've just said that, mm. but I'm slowly just working towards. I've been taking a lot more drum lessons. Um, we're slowly building the gym up. It's, yeah, it blows my mind. I got like chills when you said that because I think about it all the time. If I won the lottery, how would I support my community? What would I do daily? I'd still do exactly what I'm doing but just on a bigger scale. Like you said, I'll just do more of the things that I'm already doing. That's uh, that's cool. I'm going to use that more often now. What yeah. would you do if you won the lottery? What would you do every day? Yeah. Because what, what do you think most people say? Quit their job. Yeah. And then what would they actually do? They'd go on holiday or they'd find their purpose. They'd go travel. Exactly. They yep. th- Most people say, I travel. What that says to me is you have no idea what you want. Yeah. Yep. Right? You're searching. And I think that you know, most people think if I could just do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted, that sounds great. But I guarantee that somewhere along the line, you're going to feel empty. Yeah. You're going to feel, you know, I can just have anything whenever I like. Yeah. Well, I think that the lack of challenge and the lack of meaning in your life yeah. is you're going to be right back with most of the people who are still working a nine to five in yeah. terms of how you feel. Yeah. You know, so it, finding your purpose is. It is, it's literally the top value of Unbreakable Madness, number one, because okay. you can't you can't do anything if you don't know where you're trying to get to. Yep. And, I, and, and as men, like we're very, we're very like we like to solve problems in a fairly linear fashion. Yeah. You know that, that's I think how our minds work most yep. of the time, right? You know, if we're trying to if we're trying to achieve a result, then we get clear on what the result is we're trying to achieve. 
you know, or if we're trying to get to a place, we get clear on exactly where that place is. But most blokes never look at their life as as a journey and a pathway, which is yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. So where's where's that end point, or or how far forwards can you see right now? Yeah. And and what could you see yourself doing for the foreseeable future? Mm. That's uh, like the having a clear destination is the biggest thing, or understanding. Like a big thing that I'll do that I learned through working with Corey is get to the very, very, very root of the why. Like why is this important to you? And ask that over and over and over and get deep into it. Um, I do that really simply when I train guys, when I bring them in for a consultation for training. I'll say, because I've been in this exact position where a PT's gone to me and he's like, all right, like, why do you want to train with me? I'm like, oh, yeah, I just want to be functional, kind of look good. Um, but I know in my head, like, that's not the, the exact answer I want to give. So when I ask that, they'll answer and then I'll follow up with the same question and I'll just keep asking, I'll keep whiteboarding this in front of them until we've gotten down to like, a very core cool thing and a lot of it actually a very common one is I want to be a good father I want to set a good example for my son like a lot of them don't have kids yet like I want to be a strong dad I'm like fuck that's a really good like it's a really good reason to train is I want to be like the example for my kids and then whenever they're training I bring that up when they're training and you see the fire in them just like spark up so getting clear on why you're doing it why you do anything is really important. Like ask yourself that in every area of your life, why are you doing this? And if you can't answer that with a strong backed answer, you should probably stop doing it then. So that's yeah, a big one. You just start making some plans. Yeah. 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 I, well, okay. So let's say you're a man and you don't know what your purpose is, is in life, but you recognize it's important for you to figure it out. What's the first step in your opinion? Um, pull yourself out of the mud is a big one. Like for me personally, uh, I did a lot of things. I did a lot of, I tried a lot of different things to understand what I did and didn't like. Um, I think people get too scared to leave a particular job because it provides safety and comfort. Get really good at stepping into the unknown. I worked like out of school. Uh, I was in the army. I traveled, backpacked a lot. I worked some, some construction jobs. I worked some retail jobs. I worked some sale jobs. Um, I tried a lot of different hobbies. I tried different things and it was like to a degree, if I examine it, maybe hobby syndrome, cause I was looking for a purpose without actually knowing what I was doing. I was searching for a purpose through picking up and putting down things over and over again, new things over and over again. But what that did is I got to know myself a lot more. I understood what I did and didn't like, especially when it came to, uh, people and environments and friendships. I was very like critical on thinking about, all right. Is this person serving me? Do I get a lot out of this? Do I enjoy serving them? Uh, in regards to relationships, is this like really good for me? All different things. I'll just ask over and over again, like, do I enjoy this? And I'll just try new things over and over and over and over and over again until I figured out, I really don't like that. Why don't I like it? Because X, Y, Z, is that justifiable? Yes. I really don't like that. Why is that? Because X, Y, Z, it's not justifiable. Try again. And I'll just try things until I said, okay, I love doing this. I love these kinds of people. I love this kind of environment. How can I put that into mm. all into one thing? So just trying lots of things and being actually thinking about what you're doing. Don't just blase through it all. Yeah. Why you be aware. Exactly. Aware yeah. of how you're feeling in the moment too. Yeah. Big, big awareness. That's a big thing. Just being fully aware of everything you've done and why you've done it. And like what's happened to you, all the things that have happened to you and why. And half your problems go away as soon as you're aware of like that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. One thing I would add to that is along the way is write it down yeah write it down yeah. and like you know if if you ask yourself the question how do i want my life to look or what is really important to me and you can't come up with a lot of stuff then it's like okay let's just go out and, and explore a little bit yeah and and dip our toe in a few different waters and see what feels good yeah you know um but I think you've got to write stuff down the whole way along, and especially as you're, as you're experiencing some of the, you're, you're testing some of those things out. You know, you're going to have an opinion on it. You're going to have some feelings that are going to come up for you. When those feelings are fresh, let, let's take a note of them. Yeah. And that way we can reflect back on that. Yeah. You know, when when it's like most um, apparent in your mind. Yeah. So writing is a big thing. You know, I think a lot of the guys watching this and and you know so many of the men that I coach. I've just never written down goals. Yeah. And yeah. it it actually it makes me sad that their fathers never sat them down and said, Son, we're gonna write some goals down today. Yeah. You know, like 
and it's only because their fathers were never taught to do that either. Yeah. You know, it, it does it does make me sad because then what you just mentioned there about trying all these different things, that's great when you're young. Yeah. And you don't have mortgage, marriage, kids. Yeah. You know, and there's gonna be guys watching this right now are gonna think, okay, well I just can't, you know, go and do all these different things because yeah. I have these other commitments, right? And and for those guys, firstly, let's be honest, it's going to be more challenging for you than someone who doesn't have that same level of responsibility. Yeah. But just like we said earlier, don't kid yourself into believing it's not possible. It's just going to be harder. Yeah. You know, if if you actually do know what you really want to be doing, and it's going to take, let's say, a couple of years of study for you to get into it, and the job you're doing right now is like crushing your soul. Yeah. And hopefully you've married someone who is understanding enough that you can talk to them about it and say look babe if i keep doing this job I, i'm honestly going to be so miserable it's going to screw up everything for this family yeah. you know if i continue to go down the path i'm going down it's killing me inside i really want to do this it's going to take me a couple years to get to the point where I can get a work in that field and I'm going to have to, you know, things, we're going to have to make some compromises to make it happen, but I'm confident. Like I'm really certain. I think that lack of confidence is one, one thing that makes it difficult for a lot of guys to have this conversation as well. But if you have that confidence and then it's like, okay, I'm still obviously have to work, still going to pay the bills, but now each night I'm studying for this thing. Yeah. I'm finding a way to fit this into my life. And it might be, a really tough couple of years yep. because you're taking on all this extra work. However, after those couple of years, you actually get to live the life that you were trying to live the whole time. Yeah, yeah. You know, you go through that pain up front and then, you know, let's say you're 40, you might have 40 years to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're not willing to knuckle down for a couple of years to change the things that are most important to you yeah. so you can live the rest of your life as the man you want to be. Yeah. Instead, you you think it's better to just cruise through something that is making you miserable yeah. for potentially another couple of decades. Yeah, big thing. And the partner, I'm glad you brought up the partner thing because I think that was like a lesson for myself. But obviously, I didn't have mortgage and kids to feed. But when when we were together, she was really great. And she's I wasn't I didn't know what I wanted, so I was trying a bunch of things. She just said, "I just want you to choose one thing and commit fully to it, and I'll support you." However, that is so when I did. I did try like a few things where I committed pretty heavy to for a while. She was fully supportive. It was when I was kind of chopping and changing where she she could see I didn't have the confidence in it. Therefore, she didn't have the confidence in me mm-hmm. to do it. So she was obviously very upset. And I think that's with all women. Like they'll be support, not all, but a lot of women, they'll be supportive of you. If you commit to it, you stay integral to what you say you're going to do and you let her know like this is going to benefit us in the long run. This is going to benefit our relationship, financially, our family. I'm going to commit to. If you just commit to that, and you prove to her every day that you're going to commit to your word and you're integral to it, she, if she loves you, she'll stay around and support you 100%. And all you need to do is consistently work towards it, and you'll be sweet. Absolutely. If she leaves, maybe she's not for you then. Exactly. Yeah. But I think that you know because a lot of blokes don't have that internal confidence in themselves and what they're doing. Yeah. Difficult to have that conversation. Yeah. And like we said at the start, winner over an influencer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, there's this, I could definitely say that to my girlfriend and I'm confident I'd get her full support because yeah. she believes in me because I believe in myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I exude that yeah. in the way that I speak because, not because I'm, I'm this amazing person, but because I've found the thing that makes me feel that way. Yeah. And it allows me to have a conversation like that. And it mm-hmm. and, and it's not just my girlfriend, but anyone you're trying to influence, right? You're yeah. trying to influence a client to come on board and, and be a part of your things because you can help them make the move that they're struggling to make themselves. Yeah. Um, and once you have that confidence, it's easy to speak that way. Yeah. Conf- because that's just what you believe. 100%. The confidence, like all you need in life is confidence in yourself. That comes from competencies. And I'm sure with your partner, she would believe in you because it was you didn't just jump straight to this thing. Like daily, you proved yourself in small areas. Like your integrity word, you said you've had the trash out, you did it. You said you'd get up and train, you did it. All these like guys often look at the top of the mountain and they're at the bottom. Like just look at the first step and start with that because if you want to build confidence, you need to be competent. 
to build competence is just consistency. So all you need to do is start with the first step. You don't need to go to a out of the blue and say, hey, I'm going to build a rocket ship to the moon and I want you to back me 100%. You'll think you're nuts. But if you start in one step and say, hey, I'm just going to take charge of my health, get really in good shape and be the most healthiest person for you so I can show up to work and show up to life with more energy and you just do that, it's like the easiest thing is start with your health. Like start with looking after yourself and then from there you'll have confidence to say, all right, I can handle that. I'm now going to start studying rocket ships. You get really good at that and you move up and it's just one step at a time. Don't go to her with this huge blase plan if she's never seen you even pick up a book before. So I think start small, prove to yourself day in, day out that you can stay integral to your word consistently and then she'll have the confidence that you'll do anything. Like She'll believe in you because she's watched you. Mm. So that's a big thing. Definitely. And I think when it comes to purpose, the 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 most natural, in my opinion, purpose we can have is is just starting with ourselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like I just want to be um, like like my like you you said your you had like your motto. What was it? What, what did you say before? The purpose was it? Yeah, your purpose. Uh, like you had your line, right? Lead men to their highest selves by embodying my core values. Yeah, brilliant. My one that I just that just came to me and I figured it out was I want to be the most the strongest, most confident, and most secure man within myself so that I can help other guys do the same thing. Yeah. Which is basically what you said, but flipped around. Sure. Those are my core values, yeah. and I want to help other guys do Perfect. the same thing. You Perfect. know? Um, and I think that your purpose doesn't have to be this grand thing that you're trying to create. I think a lot of it can just be coming back to who you are as a person and thinking, thinking of yourself as like a video game character. And as you go through the journey you get to upgrade your character, yep. right? Well, that's literally what you're doing. You're upgrading yep. your character, yep. right? You're who you are. Yep. Um, and it's you know, the upgrade comes in, okay, your physical body is obviously one thing you can upgrade. And that's fairly simple because we all know what we need to do. We can Google it. Yep. We'll get the information like that. Yep. Harder things to upgrade is your confidence, yep. communication skills, pushing yourself to do those scary things, yeah. You know, getting out of your comfort zone. But those are some of the most valuable upgrades you can do to your character yeah you know and i think that if if any man struggling to figure out what his purpose is in life just started with just who would i like to be if i was just a guy in a room having a conversation with someone yeah you know how would i like to present myself yeah how would i like to speak you know how would i like to look how would i like to hold myself in that situation yeah you know because if you're all of those things that you write down when you answer that question, then you're going to see the external parts of your life begin to reflect that fact yeah. of who you are. Yeah. And you're going to see your relationships change. You're going to see your career or business change. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to, obviously your health has already changed. So, you know, if, if you're struggling to find your purpose, because it is a bloody hard question to answer, um, once you've asked, asked yourself the question, you know, what it is that you really want what really matters to you then you could always just start off with his what kind of a man would i like to be yeah and then the rest will follow you know the money in the bank will follow yeah the girl that you want to be with will follow because you'll be attracted to the guy that you've turned yourself into yeah it's a big thing is not because like the money in the bank and the girl and all that stuff is byproducts don't make them new goals because once you get them, it's not really like, like what next. But if you make your goals becoming the best version of you, uh, crushing, crushing whatever it is in your career that you want to crush, like all those things will just be byproducts because you'll just become this glowing ball of energy and abundance, and then you'll just attract everything you want. Whereas if you're just like, I need to get a girl, and I need to get a million bucks in the bank. There's no like, like why? Why do you need that? Those things like you're not secure with yourself. Is that why? Just get really good at embodying your core values and your integrity. Um, all these things will just attract to you because you're just out there putting out this beautiful energy to the world. And I think mm. that's like when I feel personally most confident is when I'm doing all the things right by me. And when I feel the least confident is when I know I'm being um, unintegral to my word. I know when I'm doing the things I shouldn't be doing, that's when I feel the most like, I don't want, it's a strong word to use, but pathetic. I feel mm. pathetic when I'm not doing the things that I already know and preach is when I feel the least excited, the least confident. So Whenever I just write down my values, I write down the things I want to be and become and do, as long as I just try my best every day to do that, I will be confident because I trust what I'm doing. I'm on the right path. 
yeah that's the biggest thing is just sticking to your values and your beliefs and mm. going from there uh, absolutely you said a really cool thing there too is that you know let's say you write down the superficial goals and look okay, there's nothing wrong with that like you want those things that's fair enough but then your next question that you just said was why yeah like let's let's drill down to the the real reason behind that because if you are insecure then no amount of money and no amount of chicks is going to help you yeah you're still going to be the same bloke yeah you know what i mean um even if you did somehow manage to get them so under understanding yourself let if that was your purpose i just want to understand myself what's make what makes me tick why i act the way that i act yeah so that i can change the things that i want to change yeah um but that's such a good point you know if you're if you're again if you're a guy watching this i i hope that you take some notes guys and you go home and you write this stuff down uh and you ask yourself these questions but one great follow-up question is always going to be why why is that my answer why do i think that way and uh and because what you will find is the true answer to that question underneath some of those superficial layers that we all like to put up yeah and and for most of us it's just because we've never considered it yeah you know um but the more honest you can be you know the more clarity you have because that's now the truth yeah you've actually figured it out yeah well, a great exercise is write down what you want and then write why is that important to me and answer that but then just continue to ask that question mm -hmm. over and over. don't repeat try not to repeat yourself keep them as long or brief as you need but just keep answering like i want this because xyz why is that important to me because xyz will give me this why is that important because it is it just keep going until you just cannot get any more try and push for 10 10 or 11 and you get to a really deep under the surface reason as to why all this is important to you and if you have that core knowing all this all the the how becomes a lot easier otherwise like there so the how becomes a lot easier because I, I every day you can wake up and be like all right i'm doing this not because of the girls in the cars not because of the status not because of the money but down down here because i want to leave a legacy for my family because i feel like my family didn't leave one for me something like that you just go 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 to get to this core belief that the fuel there is way stronger than any other superficial thing getting straight to the crux of it yeah that's a big one awesome fantastic man well my uh i got two more questions for you mate so Unbreakable Man is all about helping guys overcome their struggles, you know, and uh, there's not a single man on this planet that doesn't have them, I don't believe, mm -hmm. or, you know, there's a very few fortunate blokes who have done all of the work over so many years to overcome those things. Yep. But I want to know then, man, you know, you're a dude, what is one of your struggles that you're working through? One of the things that challenges you the most right now? Personally, stepping into this... Um coaching role over the last two years trying to I've never been business savvy I was not taught business nor was I taught good money skills growing up in a home that had a very um, bad mindset around money I've never been the best with it I want to become a really good businessman and I want to become a really honest businessman but effective businessman I want to create wealth and abundance for my family my future generations but I haven't. I don't have the tools currently, so I need to like search out who's going to help me the best. But a big struggle for me is to make all of this a structured system where all this value that I want to put out into the world, I am receiving uh, money for it in a nice, honest way. I don't ever want to. I hate the feeling of being snaky around money. I've always been really. Like, my dad's just drawn me to be really honest about everything. So I want to. I want people to just throw money at me out of out of the belief that they they want they need to or they want to and i want to have systems in play that i make sure that i use that money as efficiently and effectively as possible to continue the work i'm doing plus save for my family so a big thing for me this year is getting on top of finances make them very systematic and another thing uh this is real simple is i just want to sleep better i've been having terrible sleeps not because i sit and toss and turn it's because i just don't have the systems in play or the discipline currently to cut off and just go to bed so they're my two big struggles. Yeah, definitely, man. And, and I think that, you know, most people naturally struggle to sell initially, right? Because yeah. like even asking for money, you feel rude sometimes, you know, like that could be, that's certainly my default back yeah. in the day. And it's until you recognize your value yeah. and what you really have to offer yeah. and also how badly the other person needs it yeah. and how and how important it is for them to actually put money down yeah. as part of their process of changing. Yeah. Because I'm sure you've had this experience as a coach 
if when you give your coaching away for free, you've done that before, at least a couple of times, I'm yeah, sure. And they don't. They, they don't literally not a single man that I've ever done that for has ever amounted to anything. Yeah. Not one to a T. Yeah. You know, because if you're unwilling to sacrifice some of your money towards this goal, then you're telling yourself that that's not important to me. Mm. Yeah. Right. You're a, you're a coach and you said before, I want to become a, a good business person. So I need to figure out who is going to help me to do that. Right. Yeah. So as coaches, we also pay for coaches. Oh yeah. I pay good money to have people who know what I need to know. Yeah. Teach me how to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and every single time I put my, my card down, that's me saying that I'm committed to learning this because this is important in my life. Yeah. And that's why yeah. we learn it. Right. Because we, we invest, we sacrifice to get the knowledge and to get the experience we need. Yeah. You know, so when it comes to like, we want to, we never want to feel like we're not giving 10 times more value than we're receiving from a client. Yep. Um, and, and so that's again, why we, we pay for coaches so that we make sure that we're good enough to be able to provide just like, so it's, so it's an obvious thing to pay us what we're asking, yep. you know? Um, yeah, no brain. Like I know, I know the value I'm bringing and that's maybe going back to imposter syndrome sometimes. Mm. I've dealt with that a lot before and that's always kind of rears up here and there once you reach the next level. I'm asking for this amount. Am I worth that? But the big thing is when I, when I know I'm asking for the right amount, but I just need to make sure I word it so that they understand, understand that yes, this is the right thing. Cause hundred percent, if they don't put the cash down, they're not committed. And if they don't believe that it's worth that they're I feel like they're only going to half ask it. They'll kind of hesitate, maybe do it and half ask it or something. But yeah, I just want to get really good at being very clear at communicating that comes down to communication yeah. and when you pay for this thing it's going to change your life so there's a reason you're paying for it yeah and also my back ends just get better at when it comes in putting it in the right place absolutely yeah nice man that's great yeah. final question who has been the most influential person in helping you become the man you are today glad you asked that that's a good question um you can have a few if you like good because I have two <laughs> go it's like toy up um, two people. Firstly is my good mate, Corey, Corey Batwell. Um, absolutely love him. He's an absolute stud and he is just, he was my first, like is the first person I paid for coaching in a grand, like I've paid for uh, PTs, but in like a grand scheme of things, and especially in more of a mindset thing. He's the first guy I paid big money in my mind at the time for coaching. And he immediately just over-delivered constantly. Um, he put a lot of uh, belief and he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. He put a lot of trust and faith and he nurtured that as much as he could um, to get me to where I am now. And he's consistently helping me. I work with him in the standard community, uh, coaching in there. He is always just like giving, giving, giving. And he's really, really good at making all the team feel really valued. So he's a, a really good boss, really good leader. When, like, I don't like to use the term boss, but like it's his thing. He's running that. Mm. Uh, he's, he's a freaking boss though. Uh, he, he's just helped me tremendously to build confidence, to step into this, but he asks really fucking hard questions of me all the time, which make me think. And it's so simple. It's normally just why and something like that. Uh, he's my first one. He's just changed a lot for me. Second is Guy, uh, the, uh, co-owner of Brotherhood, the founder of Brotherhood. He, he's just inspiring, extremely inspiring. He, no matter what if it's just fully out of his realm, if it just seems impossible, he will just aggressively commit and show up to anything. He is relentless in his hustle. He is relentless in giving. He is so integral, so uh, truthful, so like a man of his word, a man of action. He just constantly asks for more of me and wants more of me because he knows that I can I can do it. Even if I don't know myself, he knows like you can do it. He just pushes, pushes, pushes in the most healthiest, caring way. And without him, I reckon I'd just still be like stuck in a job I don't like because he just, I don't know, sparks something in me that wants to consistently level up and level up and level up. So those two fellas, nice. guys, real good guys. That's awesome. Yeah. Very good, man. Yeah. So fellas, for everyone watching this, it's absolutely key to have a mentor in your life of, of some description, you know, yeah. whether it's parent, whether it's someone you've had the, the pleasure of meeting throughout your journey, whether you've paid for coaching, regardless, those are the people that help you 
not just get to that next level, but get to feel comfortable in that next level. Because like yeah. you said, that person sees something in you that you don't. Yeah. And because they have an outside perspective of who you are as a person and what you really have to give. Yeah. Um, so fellas, uh, if you're watching this right now and you don't have a mentor in your life, it doesn't have to be someone you pay. It could be even just someone that that you aspire to be like. Continue to follow that person. Continue to learn from that person. You know, if you, man, one of the best things you could do is invest in it because mm -hmm. that will commit you to it. Um, but you should absolutely have someone like that in your life. Um, thank you so much for coming down here today, Adam. I really appreciate your time. It was a bit awesome. Thank you very much. I loved it. Thank you for having me. That was good. Beautiful. See you on the next episode, guys. Hey, mate, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Unbreakable Man podcast. If you did, it would be absolutely fantastic if you could leave us a five-star review because that's going to help us get our message in front of more men who need to hear it. Now, if you have some feedback for me, I'd love to hear that too. Comment down below. And if you just need some mini doses of Unbreakable Man motivation throughout your week, then you can follow us across all social platforms. On Facebook, it's Unbreakable Man Challenge. On Instagram, it's Unbreakable Man underscore challenge. And on TikTok and YouTube, it's just Unbreakable Man. Your support would be absolutely invaluable. Now, last but not least, do not forget, men aren't born, they're built.